Gentlemen, welcome back to the Mouthing Off with Mike Wrestling Podcast, the only wrestling podcast that has yet to be involved in a Tony Khan Twitter rampage. On this episode, that plus, we've got an action-packed slate full of Monday Night Raw, NXT, SmackDown, AEW, Dynamite, Collision, Battle of the Belts 9, TNA Hard to Kill results, and New Japan's Battle in the Bay results, plus the final Mouthing Off with Mike. So sit back. Relax, and let's get into this week in wrestling. We are in the second season, episode two of Mouthing Off with Mike. So this past week, Monday Night Raw from January the 8th, 2024, we're going to kick off Monday Night Raw with Drew McIntyre in the ring to cut a promo, get us in the Monday Night Raw fighting spirit. Now he mentions a certain name that, Right now is a hot topic on Monday Night Raw. That's CM Punk. CM Punk comes out. They exchange some words. Things get a little bit spicy here, I have to say. CM Punk's words, not mine. I I like this overall between Drew and Punk. We're hyping up the Royal Rumble. We're hyping up the road to WrestleMania. You know, dare I say, Drew's a guy who could win the Rumble. Punk's another favorite to win the Royal Rumble right now. So things are very interesting when it comes to the Royal Rumble and the road to it. And of course, thereafter, the road to WrestleMania. This was a a very hot start to Monday Night Raw. The action on Monday Night Raw was very good. Champa beat Balor, thanks to the help of Johnny Gargano. So it seems Champa, Gargano, DIY, headed towards the tag titles, maybe Judgment Day. Spoke on it last week in the final mouth off. I'm sure you saw it. If not, check it out that WWE probably needs to split the tag titles. A lot of teams on both Raw and SmackDown. A lot of teams vying for tag title opportunities. We'll see Ciampa and Gargano next week on Raw take on J.D. McDonough and Dominic Mysterio, whereas Priest and Balor will take on the awesome truth, The Miz and R-Truth. Very interesting. I like where things are headed here when it comes to the tag title situation, DIY getting involved more and more. Kaiser and Kofi had a match here. The last week on Raw, Vinci was unable to compete in the match. He got a little dusted up here. Ref stopped it. And Kaiser is now the only member of Imperium on Raw this week. He's going to take on Kofi. This match does not end with a winner. It ends up in a double count at her. And Kofi gets destroyed by Kaiser. So Kaiser showcasing a new attitude. I like it. I really like it. I think Ludwig Kaiser has a chance to be a big-time single star. We saw like a, a, a promo video from him like months ago, uh, and, I, and I thought it really worked well. So if he were to shift away from Imperium down the line, I think he would find himself in a good mid-card, upper mid-card role for WWE. He's got the look for sure, and he can talk. We know that from his introductions with Imperium. So I like where this is headed. You know, Kofi and Kaiser having kind of a a rivalry here. Carter and Chance retain against Chelsea and Piper. There's some miscommunication in the match. I like that we're reestablishing the tag team division for the women again. I I know it's unfortunate that we're doing it again, but with new champs, we have to establish a new, new opportunities for the ladies here. So Chance, Carter, Great stuff here. Piper hits the big splash on Chelsea, which was hysterical. Uh, Chelsea and Piper, I'm sure, probably won't be a team much longer as well. You also have to figure in the mix. Maybe Sonya Deville's nearing the end of her recovery, so we may see Sonya Deville back in the in the mix here soon. So I'm in, I'm intrigued. See where things things go with that. Our truth, ladies and gentlemen, one of the funniest men in professional wrestling. Drops one of the funniest video packages about being in the Judgment Day, convincing everyone that he's been in the Judgment Day all along, that he's destined to be in the Judgment Day when he was born. He told he told the doctor when he was born that he was going to be in the Judgment Day. Listen, I love our truth. He is so good at what he does. And bringing that aspect of entertainment and humor and comedy. He's doing exactly what Sammy did for the bloodline. 
And I think this is working on all levels. He's got his new t-shirt. I, I hurry up and I ran and I bought it immediately on WWE shop. You can check it out with my uh, affiliate link in the description of this video. But our truth here, hysterical stuff. Ms. Beach, JD McDonough, and what everybody's talking about on social media, ladies and gentlemen, you can't hinder gender. Gender Mahal comes out and he confronts Seth Rollins here. He attacks Seth Rollins, and it is determined next week on Monday Night Raw, Jinder Mahal will take on Seth freaking Rollins for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And we know Jinder came back. He called out the crowd. The Rock beat him up, hit him with the people's elbow. I like Jinder's presentation, his new presentation. I, I really do. I like that we're giving him a title match against Seth. Nobody was upset about Jinder getting a title shot against Seth. I'll be honest. I certainly wasn't. Not one single soul I saw complain about it when it was made on Raw. Nothing. But I guess Tony Khan had an issue with it because people apparently had an issue with Hook calling out Samoa Joe last week. Nobody had issues with either of those things. So we'll we'll talk more in the final mouth off about Tony and Twitter and, and social media, but I had no issue with this. I like Jinder as a competitor. His world title run may not have hit as is what people, you know, at the time wanted it to, to be. But I think he was a guy who deserved the title opportunity, uh, you know, at the time. And, and it was okay title run. Like, hey, it's it happened. Jinder's a, a pretty solid in-ring competitor, so I have no issues with this. I, I don't understand. I don't understand anything. We get some big, meaty men on Monday Night Raw. Guys, I, I don't know how many times I say it on the show. If, if you're a fan of the show... I love, I love when you get two big dudes and you just have them brawl out for five minutes. Doesn't matter what they do. Just bumping meats, big chests, big biceps. Otis catches Ivar out of midair. I, listen, Ivar won, but this was fantastic. I, I would recommend, like, it's five minutes. Go check it out. You got a street fight in the main event. The American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, is looking to extinguish the demon that is Shinsuke Nakamura. This is a fun street fight to end Monday Night Raw. I, I I don't care what anybody says. I enjoyed it. Cody Rhodes gets a big win. The poor timekeeper gets misted. I was blinded. And overall, it seems that Shinsuke and Cody's story is not over yet. So I'm okay with this. I like Shinsuke. I like Cody. I have no issues with them doing another match before the Royal Rumble. What's the big deal? And if that were to be the case, maybe they beef it out in the Rumble. Shin- Cody eliminates Shinsuke. Shinsuke eliminates Cody. Who knows? Whatever direction we're headed with WrestleMania, Elimination Chamber, whatever's going to happen with the with Roman Reigns and the titles, we'll find out very soon. So I'm not too concerned about it. As for Monday Night Raw, good show. No complaints. Kept things moving towards the Royal Rumble. NXT Men's Breakout Tournament Winner Oba Femi is the new NXT North American champion. And what a shocker to end NXT. NXT, a solid show here on Tuesday night. Blair Davenport starting off the show, taking on Nikita Lyons. You know, if you watch wrestling, if you catch like the last tail end of maybe it's Law and Order, maybe it's uh, Blue Blood, Chicago, Med, one of one of those shows, You'll catch a look-in to Raw NXT. The look-in saw Air and Nikita beefing in the NXT parking lot before we even had NXT start at 8 o'clock. Then we start the show with them two beating each other up during the entrance, and Blair Davenport beats Nikita Lyons. The men's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Cup is going to kick off here tonight. We're going to get two matches. Braun Breaker and Corbin beat Gallus. This is going to be a very interesting team. Keep an eye on this. I think Breaker and Corbin right now are my clear-cut favorites to win the Dusty Classic and challenge maybe the family for the NXT championship, the NXT titles. That's a strong potential right now. Axiom and Frazier beat Hank and Tank. Another good match. Axiom and Frazier are pretty solid together as a tag team. Those guys are electricity bottled. It's insane. We're going to have an NXT tag title match. Speaking of the family, the Don, Tony D, Channing Stacks, Lorenzo, and the Riz, Adriana Rizzo, 
helps the family retain the titles against OTM out the mud. Later on in NXT, Jada Parker is going to be helping out OTM, it seems. It seems OTM now has a female in the midst to maybe combat the Riz, Adriana Rizzo, with the family. You know, you guys know me. I love the family. Anytime you come on, it's I'm Italian. It, anytime you get that, it's good. It's good for me. I, I enjoy it at least. Cora beat Gigi. Lexus King and Dragon Lee was the main event of NXT. Dragon Lee retained the NXT North American title, but in a backstage segment prior to Oba Femi had his eyes on Lexus King. And even his eyes set possibly on this match. And he does, in fact, cash in his NXT breakout tournament contract to become, I believe, the youngest champion in NXT and the first champion to come from the WWE's NIL program. Very, very big things ahead for Oba Femi. He's got the look. He's got the power. He, he can talk on the mic. And he's this young and he's this up and coming and, and he's doing these things. The sky is the limit for him. Big time main event guy, potentially here in the mix for WWE down the pipeline. NXT, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Another fun watch this week with two weeks headed to the Royal Rumble and a couple weeks before NXT Vengeance Day. A night SmackDown. The show ran by the Tribal Chief. Roman Reigns, who's not here in Nebraska. Now, let's be honest. Did you ever think the Tribal Chief was going to show up in Nebraska? I certainly didn't think so. I hope the fans and attendants didn't think so because he wasn't advertised for the show. But that does not stop the bloodline from attacking Cameron Grimes before the opening match of SmackDown, which was going to see Waller take on Grimes. That doesn't happen. Waller theory, get out of Dodge real quick. Paul Heyman, the bloodline, cutting promos here. Here comes Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis does not back down to the bloodline. Dare I say Nick Aldis has been one of the best on-screen GMs we've had in a long time, and that is not to throw Adam Pierce under the bus because I think Adam Pierce is in a whole nother level. But Nick Aldis is really doing a good job of fighting back against Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns and not letting them run, run rough shot around SmackDown, kind of like what Adam Pierce was doing. So I love this. I love this Nick Aldis GM character. I have a feeling, and I could be wrong, but could Nick Aldis get back in the ring in WrestleMania season to take on maybe Solo at Mania? It's a thought I've had after these last couple weeks with Aldis confronting the two. More than likely, Jimmy and Jay is going to happen. Roman versus The Rock or Cody or all three could happen or, or both of them or it's an elimination chamber at the Mania. Who knows what anything, anything's possible right now for WrestleMania. But all this versus Solo could be very interesting. We're going to have a six-man tag match. Jimmy Uso, no yeet. Enforcer to the Tribal Chief, Solo Sokoa, and a mystery partner take on AJ Styles, Randy Orton, and LA Knight. Yeah. Probably already know where this is going if you saw the show. We get a three-on-two handicap match. And for most of the match, just a tag team match. Interesting. We'll, we'll touch more about that in just one sec. The LWO is going to be in tag team action against Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza. Santos Escobar is on commentary. And I love that Santos and Carlito's rivalry is not over yet. Neither is Santos having problems with the LWO. He calls his faction the real LWO, the Legato World Order, and I think that might stick. As for the match itself, this is, this is what I would call lucha lusciousness, ladies and gentlemen. These four men, great tag match on SmackDown. I have to say, very, very, very great stuff from all four. Cruz del Toro, Joaquin Wilde, Umberto, Angel, they're just fantastic wrestlers, and I'm so happy that all four of them are starting to get the shine that they deserve since being in WWE, since the LWO stuff. And now, of course, you know, with Santos branching away and we having the, the LWO Civil War, so to speak. Mello, him, is on SmackDown. It looks like he's trying to get himself into the Royal Rumble, but it ends up turning into a match with Austin Theory. Now, it was a, it was a solid little match here. Unfortunately, there was a little bit of a slip-up here. 
on a Spanish fly. Both men kind of clunked heads. I, I was very concerned about their necks. Um, match was was stopped by ref stoppage. Uh, very, very, very sad to see it happen. I hope both guys are okay. But also, two weeks now where uh, refs have stopped matches. Um, very, very shocking, honestly. It doesn't really happen in WWE, so... It could just be a coincidence, but I'm, I'm glad everybody's okay. Vinci and, of course, Theory and, and Mello because these are all great young wrestlers and you don't want anything you know serious to ever happen to them. The main event, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, absolute chaos here. It's LA Knight and AJ Styles for most of the match taking on Solo and Jimmy until the very end when Randy Orton returns because Solo hit him with the spike before the match. So Randy comes back within the last one minute, hits an RKO, Wins for his respective team. And after the match, they absolutely destroy Jimmy and Solo. Jimmy gets bopped by the steel steps by Randy. And Solo gets triple power bombed, much like the Shield used to do to their opponents by LA Knight. Yeah, AJ Styles and Randy Orton. Solo goes through the announce table. And Randy says all sorts of wild stuff to end SmackDown. Good SmackDown, really good flow here for the show. Did not, you know, once again, all three wrestling shows from WWE, I did not feel, you know, like it was a chore to watch. And and a lot of you can relate to that. So I thoroughly enjoyed WWE this week. We're continuing the road to the Royal Rumble and they're on after the road to WrestleMania. So obviously this stretch of shows sometimes would fall a little flat when it was Vince. Now I think with Triple H, he understands the importance of keeping the crowd and the viewers at home invested, even in those kind of long gaps between those premium live events. So it's working, and I think it'll continue to work with two weeks now to the Royal Rumble. Wednesday, you know what that means. It's time for AEW Dynamite, and this episode we're going back home because it's AEW Dynamite's homecoming at Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. We start off the show with a fantastic opening match for the homecoming episode of Dynamite, which is going to see Hangman Adam Page take on Claudio Casanoli. A fantastic opener. These two guys went out there and honestly kickstarted the crowd. The crowd was fantastic. I loved the setup for the hard cam, the stage. Everything looked really awesome. It was a fun show to start. Hangman gets the win on the double tap of the Buckshot Lariat. We follow this match up with an eight-man tag match, which the team of Orange Cassidy, Adam Copeland, Dustin Rhodes, and Preston Vance defeated Lance Archer and the Ring of Honor six-man champions, Brian Cage, Bishop Khan, and Toa Leona. Fun match here in honor of the exalted one, Mr. Brody Lee, who really carried AEW on his back during the pandemic era. So shout out to Brody Lee, rest in peace. You know, always thoughts and prayers go out to the family and the friends, of course. But a good, fun tag team match here. We get an interesting backstage segment between the Acclaimed and Bullet Club Gold. So it seems that we're going to form a super faction and they're going to name it the Bang Bang Scissor Gang. Interesting to note. Samoa Joe is out here to cut a promo talking about that the championship protocols are changing in AEW, starting with guys just airing out their drama on social media. No more social media tweets. I, I think you got to look uh, in-house for that one. Um, as for some competitors, looks like Swerve's going to step up. Looks like Hangman's going to step up. And also Hook. Now, you heard me speak about it earlier when I was talking about Jinder and Seth that Tony Khan took to Twitter and, and addressed that people were complaining about Hook and uh, calling out Samoa Joe. Nobody was complaining about this match. Nobody was upset about this match. I included, I'm not upset about this. So it looks like Hook, Samoa Joe is going to take place next week on Dynamite. Very interesting. I doubt Hook gets the win, but you never know in professional wrestling. Timeless Tony, great stuff here. We get another addition into some timeless Tony-isms. Uh, this one is going to be have a chocolate, darling. And speaking of Diana Perazzo, she says that sounds very Italian. So this cracked me up. Hysterical stuff here from Timeless Tony. Sammy Guevara beats Ricky Starks here in a very fun 
Solid match between the two. Sammy's able to get another big win over the tag team champions. They're going to have a match here on Battle of the Belts 9 Saturday night after Collision ends. So you're going to have three hours of AEW television this Saturday on top of you would have already had those three hours when this episode comes out. On top of that, you also had TNA Hard to Kill and New Japan Battle in the Bay. So a lot of wrestling took place Saturday. I'll cover those results here later on. But awesome stuff here. Sammy breaks down into a big brawl. Big Bill's out here. Here comes Chris Jericho. So they're hyping up that tag match. You get another awesome eight-person tag match, this time with the ladies. We're going to see... Anna Jay, Chris Statlander, Thunder Rosa, and Willow Nightingale defeat TBS champion Julia Hart, Sky Blue, Ruby Soho, and Soraya. This was a fun women's eight-man tag match. I love seeing this many women on AEW television. I'd love to see more than one women's match per week in AEW plus one backstage segment. Maybe we can bump those numbers up to two women's matches and a backstage segment or two and two. That's what I ideally would like to see when it comes to Dynamite and the AEW Women's Division. This was fun. Stokely once again trying to get Chris Statlander to let him manage her. She denies it, puts the sign up over his head. Roddy Strong took on Brian Keith, and I'm surprised Brian Keith is not all elite yet. He's a hell of a wrestler, honestly. Uh, I'm sure that's coming down the pipeline very soon. Roddy Strong gets a big win here for the Undisputed Kingdom. And your main event of AEW Dynamite was a tornado tag match with Darby Allen and Sting taking on Kanosuke Takeshita and Powerhouse Hobbs. Don Callis was around. This was a chaotic, chaotic main event here for Dynamite. It was very fun. Sting did the, the Scorpion death drop off a ledge through a table to Powerhouse Hobbs. They got the win against the Callis family. And my God, Darby was basically jump rope tossed by Takeshita and Powerhouse Hobbs. His neck hit the ropes pretty gnarly. There's some reports going on. He may have hurt his neck. Same thing with Sting. He may have had a back thing. We'll let it play out. We'll let it see. I don't speculate when it comes to injuries because those are pretty serious. But it was fun. But I, I wish Sting wouldn't actively try to, you know, take himself out of the picture. Once everything is settled with this tornado match, the Young Bucks have returned, and they've got some pencil-thin mustache, reminiscent of Walt Disney, also reminiscent of what Vince McMahon's got going on right now. Uh, I made the joke here that, you know, the Batman quote, you, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Uh, are the Young Bucks leaning into that whole thing, and they're going to kind of, you know, become, you know, that that Vince McMahon just character on AEW television? Obviously, we know that, you know, their executives in the company. Could that bleed through with this new inception of the Young Bucks? A lot of people not too happy about this being Sting's potential match. I'll talk about more in the final mouth off, but for the most part, I'm okay with this being Sting's final match. The Young Bucks are tag team wrestling icons and legends, honestly, at this point in the game. They've been doing it so long. So I have no issues with it. Dynamite Homecoming, a good show, a great crowd. I hope AEW leans into these, you know, smaller crowds, but you're able to sell out the venue or sell those tickets so that it sounds really good and looks good on TV because it looked great this week on TV. So hope that trend continues. I've been advocating for more of those college arenas, do tickets, you know, deals with the colleges, but that can kind of prove to be, you know, problematic because now you have college basketball starting kind of already in its, you know, in its start really. So might be tough to to hammer down some of those arenas. Um, but, you know, overall, I, I like what we're seeing so far from AEW with the first two weeks of 2024. Bailey's place here for AEW Rampage, which was taped, of course, after Dynamite Wednesday. It sees the kickoff match, which Eddie Kingston defending his Triple Crown Championship against Wheeler Yuta. Solid match here. Eddie gets the win. We also had a segment with Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy basically inducting Mark Briscoe into the Hardys. The Hardys are showing more of a heel side to them, and I like this. Being the the belligerent, in-your-face, veterans, you know, no doubt, certified Hall of Famers, legends, and they're playing that card beautifully. People on social media hate them right now, and they're playing this perfectly. They're going to, I think, as heels, the Hardys might see a little bit of a, of a revival, you know, quote-unquote, 
and with some sort of Mark Briscoe trios uh, team, maybe the Hardys turn on Mark Briscoe, and that's enough to get the fans to just absolutely hate the Hardys. A team that is so beloved by the fans, you know, how do you get them to, to turn on them? Well, you attack a fan favorite in with Mark Briscoe. So intrigued to see where this goes. Swerve beats Matt Sedell in a pretty solid match. And Hikaru Shida defeats Queen Amanada, which she is now recently all elite. She's officially signed on the dotted line. And these two had a fantastic women's match on Rampage. I recommend you go check it out. Dark Order won a fun tag team match. And it seems Soraya was able to incriminate Cool Hands Ange when it comes to Ruby Soho and Harley Cameron was the catalyst of this very sports entertainment segment on Rampage the last couple of weeks. If you've caught Rampage like I have, uh, it was funny, but definitely keep it on Rampage for the most part before we get into the action that we saw Saturday night with AEW Collision, Battle of the Belts 9, TNA, Hard to Kill, and I will drop some of the matches from Battle in the Valley. Uh, it'll be a late one, so I won't be able to get those results here in this video. Maybe I'll get you a bonus video some point this week recapping New Japan Pro Wrestling Battle in the Valley. Before we get into that, though, I'm running a contest here on social media. You could also own one of these three amazing Funko Pops. All you got to do is subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go to my Twitter, at MOWM underscore podcast. Drop a follow. Comment a screenshot that you subscribe to the channel, and you're entered. Content ends January 19th, and I will announce the winner winners of the contest, depending on whoever enters, how many people enter. So it's up to you if you want to get one of three of these Funkos. You get to pick your, your poison here. You can either have Roman Reigns with the T-shirt, you can have, or you can have Liv Morgan. So those are your options. You got two options, but three winners total. So back to the wrestling action for this weekend. Now that the news is finished for the show, this episode, let's talk about AEW Collision. AEW Collision was highlighted by a trios tag team match in the main event, which is going to see FTR and Daniel Garcia take on the House of Black. We're also going to get the second of the Adam Copeland Open Challenge, the Cope Open, as he uh, named it. We're also going to get Deanna Perrazzo's in-ring debut against Always in the Kitchen cooking some of that fresh red velvet. And we also have another six-man tag match with Brian Cage, the Gates of Agony, taking on Lance Archer and the Righteous. Also, Adam Page is going to be in action Hook is also going to be in action. So, Collision, a fun show. Going head-to-head -head now with TNA's Hard to Kill pay-per-view, the first pay-per-view and the revival of the TNA brand from Impact Wrestling to TNA. So, they're, they're going against that head-to-head. -head. And then, following suit after that's ended, you've got New Japan's Battle in the Valley. So a lot of wrestling took place Saturday night. If you watched all of it, credit to you, my friend. Credit to you because I had three screens. You, you could see the you could see the screens here. Two monitors. I had both monitors pumping. I had my TV pumping. I had the iPad going with the football game. So my eyes were everywhere. But you know, I was still able to somehow watch pretty much everything and you know give you you know a fan's perspective on it i like collision collision was a good open copeland beats lee moriarty who steps up to the challenge he makes him tap out i mean copeland could have came into AEW and been like i'm only working with champions i'm only coming into win the, uh, the world heavyweight championship and that's it but no adam copeland's working with griff garrison lee moriarty i see no issues with this and people if you if you want to complain about it then I don't know what to tell you. You're going to probably complain about it no matter what. This, this is great. You've got the veteran who's winding down his in-ring career, and he's instilling the wisdom to the youth. There's nothing wrong with that. Gates of Agony retain their trios championship, their six-man tag team championship 
with Ring of Honor against the Righteous and Lance Archer. I tweeted during the show that it is absolutely criminal, and this is this could be a hot take. You might you might see me on freezing takes one day, but Lance Archer kind of been a day one guy with AEW, maybe like a you know a day two guy, but never held singles gold in AEW, and I I, I feel like the guy he can go in the ring. He can talk. He's got Jake the Snake as well as his mouthpiece too, which still, you know, a legend in the game and it helps with the presentation. He's the Murderhawk monster. He's massive. What What's the issue? Why Why hasn't he won singles championship in AEW? Like, hell, even Ring of Honor. I, I don't get it. Nevertheless, this leads to the Mogul Embassy cage and the, and the Gates of Agony. They're going to challenge Bullet Club Gold to those for those six-man championship at dynamite this coming week so very very interesting to kind of see where things progress in that regard dustin rhodes taking on willie mack four minute match give or take maybe five max um honestly pretty solid believe it or not dustin rhodes gets the win and he's going to confront christian the patriarch okay dustin rhodes going for the tnt championship i i, I there was this whole big thing that I'll get into in the final mouth off about Tony Khan tweeting about how gender lost hasn't had a match in you know 364 days of you know 2023 or whatever just gets thrown into a world title match. Dustin Rhodes just lost a swerve at the pay-per-view. Kind of came out of nowhere. He gets a TNT title opportunity. I'm not gonna say it, but I know you're thinking it. Anyway, Adam Page taking on J.D. Drake. Solid match here. Hangman Adam Page could have a, a fantastic match with a coat hanger, with a blow-up doll, probably with me, honestly. Great stuff here from, from Hangman and J.D. Drake. Very, very underrated guy, J.D. Drake, of, of the workhorseman, uh, you know, really is uh, in his role in AEW. They do some good stuff in Ring of Honor that I've, I've caught here and there. Um, and, it, and it's great to see J.D. Drake, you know, get some shine, you know, on collision every once in a while. Hook also in action against a local competitor. He destroys him before Hook takes on Samoa Joe Wednesday uh, on Dynamite. Red Velvet taking on Deanna Perrazzo in her AEW in-ring debut. I'm so happy that Red Velvet over the last, you know, month or month and a half has kind of, you know, getting back onto TV and AEW. I don't know if she was hurt or not. And if she was, then it's great to have her back. Nevertheless, Deanna Perrazzo gets the win in her debut match. Pretty solid stuff. She taps Red Velvet out. She puts her in the, the double cross. The cross. It's late, guys. It is late uh, when I'm doing this. She she makes her tap out. Overall, good, good debut match for Deanna Perrazzo. Definitely headed towards timeless Tony Storm and that AEW Women's World Championship very, very soon. The House of Black defeat FTR and Daniel Garcia. And this was a fantastic main event for Collision. Was a big fan of this match. Garcia uses Malachi's Black own taunt against him, which I thought was very, very, very clever. Malachi Black also teasing Garcia with his little dance that he does. I enjoyed this. These guys got great chemistry, especially FTR in the House of Black. I could watch them do this probably every week for the next like three weeks, probably. No, no complaints from from me. We end the show with Collision with Jericho, Sammy, Big Bill, and Ricky beating the ever loving hell out of one another in the street for their street fight AEW World Tag Team Championship match. Which saw I the best way to describe it is absolute and utter chaos and destruction. These men put their bodies through absolute hell to the entertainment for the fans in Virginia. Great, great match here. And it was very easy to tune out, you know, maybe what's going on with Hard to Kill, maybe what's going on, you know, with some pre-show action with New Japan. So this got my attention. I was focused on this. This is a fantastic, you know, closing segment of Collision bridging into Battle of the Belts 9. I liked it. I thought it worked very well. AEW, you know, having that extra hour on Saturday, 
I thought, you know, maybe it wasn't going to work out for them in their favor because Hard to Kill was a very stacked card. And I'll, I'll touch on some of those matches here briefly. But Ricky Starks, Big Bill, Sammy Guevara, Chris Jericho, great stuff here from these guys. Sammy jumps off the top of the scaffolding, hits one of the most beautiful swantons through midair, Shane McMahon-esque, Jeff Hardy-esque. It just absolutely hits, you know, the the breakaway, you know, stage when Ricky rolls out of the way. I should say Powerhouse Hobbs pulls Ricky out of the way and Ricky crawls on Sammy to get the win and retain their tag titles. Awesome stuff here. I hope Sammy's okay. That is a massive risk that he's taken. TBS champion Julia Hart is going to take on Anna Jay. I'm very happy to see Anna Jay away from... Daddy Magic and Daniel Garcia and Hager and and Cool Hand Ange. As much as I love those guys and they're very entertaining, Anna Jay, it needs to be focused on her right now. She has the capabilities to be a fantastic wrestler, sports entertainer, whatever you may want to call her. She has it. And I and I really think if they keep refining it and they keep giving her opportunities like this. You know, in big moments, title opportunities, I, th- I think she's going to deliver. This was a this was a good match. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you it was the greatest thing. You know, on Battle of the Belts, it was a good match between the ladies. Julia Hart, as we know, we're we're building her up here as a TBS champion. She's got to have a good title run. I, I'm enjoying the title run so far up to this point. So Julia Hart gets a win here against Anna J. Orange Cassidy, Preston Vance for the international championship another solid match here Preston Vance you know the house of uh, of of black they're getting more shine here and so are past and current members of the dark order we're seeing Anna Jay we're seeing Preston Vance you know we're seeing the dark order themselves get wins you know on rampage we had the the tag matches Wednesday on dynamite you know in honor of Brody Lee so Preston Vance gets a title opportunity here. And, and like I said, I'm not going to nitpick this because I think it's a, it's a cool thing for Preston. He deserves it. He's been with the company since day one. So hell yeah. But if you're going to stay consistent and you're going to you know make complaints about gender and, and cause this stir, then look at look in the mirror here because you, you've done the same thing twice now. Dustin Rhodes gets a TNT title opportunity. Preston Vance gets an interna- international championship opportunity. You know, Preston Vance just got a win on Dynamite. That was probably the first televised win in, you know, how long? Let's be honest. Same thing with Dustin. He just lost a swerve. He's getting a TNT title opportunity now. Make it make sense. I, I'm sure there's valid reasons for these things. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not here to nitpick. And I'm not here to com- complain like most fans will. I'm just saying, keep that same energy, right? And and that's, that's all I'll say on it. Arnes Cassidy retains his championship, but we got to talk about the fact that Roddy Strong is coming for that international championship. I enjoyed Battle of the Belts. Fun hour here, an extra bonus hour of AEW, so I'm not complaining about it. We'll touch a little bit here on on TNA Hard to Kill, touch a little bit about Battle of the Valley for New Japan, and we're getting right into the final mouth-off. This episode might be a little bit longer than usual, but hey, we're talking wrestling. What more could you want? I told all of you that may watch, listen to the podcast, and we are also now not only on all audio podcast platforms, YouTube, but we are also on the Tobacco Road Sports Radio out there in North Carolina. So to my folks listening in this week on the Tobacco Road Sports Radio, how we doing? Speaking of Changes to the Mouthing Off with Mike Wrestling Podcast. You heard me say in episode one that I was going to cover more wrestling. Now I'm, I'm keeping that streak alive. Two weeks in a row, I'm covering New Japan Pro Wrestling a little bit. We're going to cover the reintroduction of TNA, Total Nonstop Action. With its first pay-per-view, Hard to Kill. I'm going to run through the match card here real quick for you. We got the Knockouts Ultimate X, Tasha Steeles versus Alicia Edwards versus Giselle Shaw versus Jody Threat versus Zaya Brookside versus Danny Luna. A fantastic opening match to Hard to Kill. I recommend you going out there. You go watch this match because 
for the first time in 2024. It's back. You love it. That is your mouthing off with Mike match recommendation of the week. That ultimate X match with the knockouts. Fantastic stuff. Giselle Shaw wins the match. Awesome stuff here. Can't wait to see what Giselle does here in the year of 2024. She's been a a knockout in the knockouts division that I felt was one step away from, from breaking through to the other side. And I think this might be her breakthrough moment. We had a fantastic X division championship match. Chris Saban, Kushida, El Hijo del Vikingo. We also got the amazing announcement that TNA and triple a are partners officially. So we're going to start seeing some TNA, triple a, more collaborations between the two wrestling companies. And I think synergy like that in professional wrestling in this day and age is hard to come by. And it's great to have, we have it right now with AEW new Japan, you know, so it's going to, it's going to be really cool to see some more Lucha Libre style in TNA. I'm all for it. The TNA world tag team championship match, ABC taking on the rascals, taking on the grizzled young vets, formerly known as the Dyad from WWE. I'm glad they're back to the Grizzled Young Vets. That just hits different. Now, Mike Bailey was supposed to tag with Trent Seven, but unfortunately, due to the weather and all of the shenanigans that's taking place back on the East Coast and the Midwest, I don't want to forget the Midwest, he was unable to make it. The replacement was Laredo Kid, which was fine because this was a fantastic, fantastic four-way match for the tag titles. ABC retain their titles. Good stuff here, guys. Highly recommend going back, watching Hard to Kill. Knockouts World Championship match. Trinity, the champ, defending against Jordan Grace, the juggernaut. Trinity has not been pinned in over eight months. She loses the Knockouts World Championship to Jordan Grace in a great co-main event. Does that mean that Trinity might be heading back to WWE? Fingers crossed, but honestly, I really was enjoying her her run in in TNA, Impact Wrestling. She really was doing awesome stuff in the knockouts division. So if she does decide to come back to WWE, good on her. She did exactly what she set out to do when she left WWE and make a name for herself that wasn't affiliated with WWE, and she absolutely knocked it out of the park. Speaking of former WWE women's wrestlers making their impact on TNA's first pay-per-view of the year, Dana Brooke is now with TNA Wrestling, and she's going by a new name. Ash by Elegance. I let things play out. You know me, if, you, if you're a fan of the show from day one, or if, you, if you're catching in for the first time, just know, I let things play out in wrestling. I'm not quick to judge. A lot of people judge the collision card tonight. I said, no. This is what AEW does. They do this all the time, AEW. You see a card, you're like, mm, that might not be good. And then it knocks it out of the park. Collision, same thing. Battle of the belts, same thing tonight. So don't knock it until it happens, until you let things play out. Ash by elegance. I'm intrigued. I think Dana Brooke, an impact TNA, great for the revival of her. Starting fresh, starting new, could do wonders. TNA World Championship, Alex Shelley defending against Moose. Moose becomes the new TNA World Champion. I was actually shocked during this match. It was a fantastic match. Once again, this card was stacked. There was maybe one match where I was like, nah, we could have done without this. For the most part, this whole card, fantastic. Josh Alexander versus Alex Hammerstone, a great match. I hope TNA locks him down because Hammerstone, that's a big name you're going to want to keep an eye on in 2024 in pro wrestling to whatever company he may sign to for the foreseeable future. The guy is a powerhouse. Speaking of the the main event, the world championship, Moose wins. After everything is said and done, ladies and gentlemen, Nick Nemeth, formerly known as Dolph Ziggler, the wanted man himself. He's making TNA his home, it looks like. He's got the shirt on and everything. Nick Nemeth is a part of TNA. I love it, ladies and gentlemen. I think Dolph and TNA are going to be awesome. And he's already coming after Moose in the World Championship. 
He's mixing it up in New Japan with David Finley and the Global Championship. He might show up in AEW down the line. He may show up in GCW because Matt Cardona called him out for a match in GCW. Mustafa Ali showed up to GCW. I love where 2024 is like. Some of these wrestlers that may have gotten released, don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, they're bouncing back real fast and probably going to be bigger than ever when they were in WWE. Top Dollar, AJ Francis, was on this show as well. So a lot of wrestlers are hitting other companies, hitting the, the independents. And 2024 in pro wrestling and maybe independent wrestling, we might see a, another flourish there because professional wrestling overall is in a boom. Don't go anywhere. We got the final mouth off here coming at you. You know what I'm going to talk about. I got to talk about maybe I'm late to the party because I do things at the end of the week. Maybe we'll restructure everything. Maybe we won't. I don't know. But you know, we got to talk about Tony Khan, the whole hook, the whole Jinder Mahal thing. You heard me speak on it a few times here that might be some hypocrisy here. I also want to really highlight and take a focus on two things that took place on SmackDown this week. The debut and the official naming of two factions. One who I think I have very high hopes for. You heard me say it on Drop the Mic. That I have, my hopes are so high. They're as high as RVD and Matt Riddle combined. And I want to talk about Bailey and Bianca fighting forever. So don't go anywhere. This is the final segment of the show. Final mouth off with this guy, with Mike. This week, wrestling, great. Second week of the, of the new year, 2024. We're off to hot starts. We started off 24-24 hot. We're continuing that streak. You had WWE perform very well. Raw, NXT, SmackDown across the board. Dynamite, in my personal opinion, Performed well across the board. Dynamite. Rampage was good. Battle of the Belts and Collision was pretty good. You had TNA this week. Have their introduction, their re-debut to TNA. The name, everything, the vibes. New wrestlers. Familiar faces debuting in TNA. Great stuff. Great matches. Couldn't have a complaint about the show if I tried. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Battle in the Valley. You got Osprey taking on Okada. You had Moxley and, and, and Shinga. You had um, Zack Sabre Jr. and TMDK taking on Riddle and a mystery partner who is Jeff Cobb, reuniting a tag team that you haven't seen in years, maybe since PWG. There's so much more on that New Japan card that I could cover. I want to really hone in real quick on the WWE side of things. Karrion Cross. A guy that people may not be massive fans of. I have been. I'll always be, honestly. I was a little worried. I didn't see him for a while. There were some reports going around that there were some, maybe some new plans in place. Um, there was a long time ago the report of AOP re-signing with the company with Paul Ellering. We didn't see them. Then they pop up with Karrion Cross with this faction with Paul Ellering and Scarlett's dyed her hair. And they look intimidating. They look bad. They look so cool, guys. They look so awesome. Now we have a name for them, the Final Testament. And they're coming for Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits, who are now going to be known as the Pride. The Final Testament is now coming for the Pride. Poetry, ladies and gentlemen. Wrestling is poetry sometimes. I love both of these. I love the names of both factions. I really, really have high hopes for Cross and AOP and Ellering and Scarlet. I think this faction could be something serious. You could see them feuding with the Bloodline. Maybe if the Bloodline is still a thing after WrestleMania, we'll find out very soon. We are on that road so far. And still on the same coin with, with SmackDown and WWE, Bianca and Bailey, man, these two have fantastic in-ring chemistry. I could watch them wrestle forever. I could watch them wrestle every week on SmackDown and you wouldn't hear me complain not one bit about, oh, they're doing the same match again because those two ladies, they're so good. And I just want to give them some flowers and some recognition here on, you know, kind of their own little platform here. Awesome stuff. 
couldn't ask for a better women's division on SmackDown right now. Things are heating up. I can't complain. AEW. Tony Khan. Twitter. What do you think? Take his phone away. Let him tweet. I don't care. To be honest, I don't care. WWE, WCW used to take shots at each other all the time. Live on air. Must we not forget, they tried to spoil Mick Foley winning the championship. But even though fans knew he was going to win, they still turned the channels over to watch Mick Foley win the championship. DX showed up in the Jeep. Do, do we not remember this? And, and people are going all crazy. Now, I will say, you're going to say something like that. You better make sure your everything is spotless. Your 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 record is is you can't you can't take a magnifying glass. You can't look at it and you can't say, well, you know what? No, because right now it's very there's a, a very large hypocrisy happening here. Tony Khan has Hook call out Samoa Joe, you know, with the creative plans you know, last week, last week on Collision. Follow suit, Monday Night Raw, a lot of rumblings and rumors going around that Jinder might challenge Seth and there might be a program with them real quick, blow off before Royal Rumble season, WrestleMania season. That ends up becoming true. Tony Khan, I guess, saw people complaining about Hook challenging Samoa Joe. And he went on Twitter and he defended, oh, well, Hook's, you know, 28-1, his single's, uh, his singles record speaks for itself, but, but you know what has Jinder done? He's you know he has wrestled in 364 days, and he and he just got beat down, you know, by The Rock. Like, bro, first of all, why even include your talent in that tweet and, and another company's talent? Because now you're just giving them shine. You're giving them free publicity. You're you're they're in your head rent free. So it's like all right, all right, off the bat, poor start. But like I said, we. In the 90s, we spoiled Mick Foley's championship run. You know, we had the DX show up in the Jeep. How many shots were thrown? How many different nuances were 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 made? How much uh, dirt was thrown in the other company's face at the time? And that was at a time where you didn't have social media. There was no social media. There was no, let me go ahead and pick up my phone. Let me go ahead and tweet real quick. You know, let me, let me you know, fire off some tweets and rile up, you know, some fans. If, if social media was around back then, I'm pretty sure we would have got way worse than just Tony Khan tweeting. So for the people upset about Tony Khan tweeting, they're just words on a screen. You don't like them. Look, just close the phone. Put it down. That's it. It doesn't exist. It's out of sight, out of mind. But I am going to say, and I am going to pick apart the fact that you go out there, you make those claims, you say, well... You know, championship matches are are earned and it's all about record and it's about this and it's about that. And then you follow suit with Preston Vance getting a shot at the international championship. I want the women to get more shine, but then yeah, Anna Jay gets a title shot. She just won that match on, on Dynamite. Preston Vance just won that match on Dynamite. Dustin Rhodes is getting a shot at the TNT title after losing to Swerve and then winning against Willie Mack in a four-minute match on Collision. But yet Jinder and people maybe getting upset about Hook and Joe set you off? I, dude, time out. Take it back. There's nothing to worry about. People are going to watch AEW. People are going to watch WWE. People are going to... Love what they see in AEW. They're going to hate what they see in WWE. Vice versa. It's always going to happen. That's wrestling, guys. There's nothing we can do. Nothing's going to change. This is what you got to deal with. But to sit there and, and really overanalyze and be like, oh, well, he's a, he's the owner of a, of a, of a company and, you know, he, he's got all this money and he should, he should be, you know, acting a certain way. You can't really say that because look at, you know, Vince McMahon. How, how long did, you know, it take for fans to finally say you know, like enough is enough. And, you know, with the scandals and the accusations and the weird stuff and all these things coming out to light and hush money and this and that. And I, I try not to get too involved in these kind of topics, but the, the point remains, if, if that's, if that's your breaking point, you think the guy's, you know, all off his rocker and whatever you try running a wrestling company in this era, you try running what three, four different sports teams, two wrestling companies, ring of honor. 
I don't know, man, I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to cut slack for, you know, a guy who's got more money than I'll probably see in my lifetime. Uh, but I will say definitely getting upset over tweets, not the move, but also getting upset over another company's title match when there's things that need to be fixed in your company and there's gaps there. Interesting to say the very least. That's all I'm going to say on it. That's I'm, I'm finished with that. But yeah, I, I think the reaction from Tony was a little bit too much. The reaction from quote-unquote fans was a little much as well. So I think we just kind of just need to pump the brakes a little bit and just, you know, hey, look, I, it's corny and I say it a lot on the show and I end the show every week pretty much. Just enjoy the wrestling. You don't have to read into it. You don't have to read into ratings. You don't have to read into merch sales. You don't have to read into revenue and, and with the dividends at the end of the year with the stocks and throw that out the window. If you're a fan and you just want to watch entertainment and be entertained, turn your brain off for a couple hours, then don't get concerned with this stuff. It's, it's noise and you don't need that noise if you're a fan and you just want to enjoy something for a few hours to take your mind off of the insane world we live in. Negative reaction at the end of Dynamite when the Young Bucks return. Now, I, I made the joke, look, earlier in the show, look, they got the mustaches. They're, they're doing the whole Vince McMahon, Walt Disney thing. I think it's funny. They're, they're trolls, dude. You're, they're the best at that game. They've done it their whole careers. That's why they're fan favorites. That's why they became fan favorites, because they were able to tap into that side and make people laugh about it. I don't see an issue with the Young Bucks being Sting and Sting's last match. And Sting, you know, tagging with Darby for it. I don't see any issue with it. The Young Bucks are one of the best tag teams of this generation. They started a company with their friends, you know, Cody, Kenny, Tony, Paige. And it's become the, the, the number two company in the United States behind WWE in five years. What more could you want? I, I think it's, look, things are always going to happen. And and I'm sure if you were to look back and, and if social media existed at this time when WWE, WWF was, was in its early inceptions in its first five years, I'm sure you would have had similar things, maybe different for the times, right? Scale it back for that, for that era and scale it forward for this era, right? But it's Sting's retirement match. So doesn't he get a say in who his opponents are? And I'm sure he's going to pick two well-respected tag team wrestlers in professional wrestling of this generation who helped start the company that gave him the platform to have the going away tour. What's the big deal? Is this, this, this embroiled hate towards the young bucks because of the whole CM Punk thing, is that still lingering? Cause if so, throw it out the window guys, punks and WWE flourishing for the most part. AEW's doing fine without them. They're doing well. They're starting 2024 off on the right feet, dare I say. They're getting the Bucks back in the mix. Sting's retiring. You've got a lot of things to look forward. You've got a new world champion. You do have to worry about some contracts with MJF and Ricky Stark and some other talent. For the most part, you got it. you're getting a lot of your guys back from injuries. You have this great storyline with the devil going on, the Undisputed Kingdom, Young Bucks, Sting. Samoa Joe, Swerve, Hangman Hook. Things are good. Adam Copeland, what, what, what do you want? I don't know. But speaking of the man who knocked the domino down to send CM Punk on the tirade to have this take place, to have Punk go back to WWE, Jack Perry showed up at New Japan Pro Wrestling's Battle in the Valley with his AEW contract ripped it to little pieces, put on an armband that said scapegoat, and peaced out. Now that right there, that's an interesting story. And if that's something that's cooked up by Tony Khan in New Japan, good job. Wrestling this week, I enjoyed it. Clearly, I had a lot to say. Tony Khan, hey, I respect the guy. I like AEW. I'm still pulling from him. I was at their first show. I've said it numerous times. Double or nothing, 2019, I did it. One of the best wrestling shows I've ever attended in person. And I want AEW to strive and prosper because it helps other wrestling companies strive and prosper. When AEW came into the mix, WWE was very stale and stagnant. Because AEW 
came in so hot and so fast. WWE is forced to change. I mean, obviously there's other things out of their control that kind of help, but WWE's firing on all cylinders. Iron sharpened irons. Now, AEW, Tony Khan, if forever, whatever reason, you're listening and you get to this end part of this. Listen to me, please. They used your iron to sharpen their iron. Use their iron to sharpen your iron. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching to this week's episode. You can catch the full entirety of this thing on my channel. You can also then catch the final mouth off this whole section in a separate video in case you don't want to watch the whole whatever however long it ends up being. Don't forget, I got the contest here for the Funkos. Three winners. Someone, whoever gets the first pick, you're, you're the best. You get the best shot of having Roman Reigns. The other two, you're getting Liv Morgan. So enter my contest at M-O-W-M underscore podcast on social media. The tweet is pinned on my profile. All you got to do is subscribe to the channel. Take a screenshot. Follow me on Twitter. Reply to that tweet. And you're entered. And you could win a Funko for nothing. And I'll pay for the shipping. There you have it, folks. That's this week of pro wrestling. I'll catch you back here next week. Like I said earlier, just go out there, guys, and enjoy pro wrestling. Now they're all-